0: Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is May 30th, 2018, and I'm your host, Eric Clark. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, this week, I actually interview a guest from the hunting public, Aaron Warbritton, and uh, we discuss mainly turkey hunting, um, a lot of public land talk, and Aaron had uh, hunted 30, over 30 states, um, turkey hunted over 30 states. In the U.S., so he's quite the experienced A public land hunter and B turkey hunter. So those are kind of the the main points that we discuss on this week's episode. Um, at this point, it's turkey hunting in review, I guess, since the season is done. But uh, some really cool things that are discussed, especially towards the end, as we get into some more tactical information. Um, but really, it's a lot about learning about what the hunting public is, who they are, what they stand for, what they're all about. And I would say if you have not heard of them. Um, it's definitely worth checking them out they're great guys with great values and they have one hell of a youtube channel that uh, you can find by just going to youtube and typing in the hunting public um i'm not even sure how many videos they have it's it's a lot but we we discussed their vision their mission and what they're doing and they just got done with their um public land turkey tour where they hunted a number of states in the midwest here for turkey And Aaron kind of unpacks a little bit of that and talks about a potential uh, deer hunting tour as well for later this year. So states to be determined from what it sounds like. In any event, I will, per usual, quit yammering and bring on our guest. We're going to go ahead and welcome our guest of the week to the show. This week with us, we have Aaron Warbritton, nice and easy last name to pronounce. Yay for me. How's it going, man?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: doing really good it's finally heated up here in wisconsin It's uh, been a long time coming but i think we're here i think summer's finally made it just in time for the holiday weekend
1: yeah unfortunately we kind of skipped spring
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah but, just uh, kind of like a light switch you know
1: yeah we were just up there and it was it was kind of cool right before we got there and then we got there and it was in the 80s every day and before you knew it the black flies and the, bats and the mosquitoes were out in full force
0: you get any ticks on you but, that uh, you're aware of
1: no not ticks weren't too bad we wear a uh, special kind of tick clothing that kind of keeps the ticks at bay That's um pretty cool. well, and you that. know thermocell helps for for mosquitoes but those black flies and that that was something we definitely weren't prepared for
0: yeah it's not fun man they can ruin your time outside pretty quick yep well let's uh go ahead and introduce the audience to you and, and what you guys do so um you're with the hunting public so pretty fortuitous that i got john a, a podcast that talks about public land hunting here in wisconsin you were just up here so you got to experience a little bit of that but um let's just uh, i'll I'll start with the kind of house uh, housekeeping stuff we'll get the instagram facebook website podcast stuff out of the way so people hear that right away um in terms of people finding on instagram i got you at the hunting public facebook the same the hunting public youtube the hunting public so you guys lock that stuff up pretty good and you guys have a podcast too right
1: yep the hunting public you can find it on itunes podbean And uh, we air a lot of the video uh, podcasts on YouTube and Facebook as well. We record many of them live on Facebook so that we can interact with viewers and whatnot.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's smart. It's a good way to do it. Yep. Rock on. And then, so your general background, where where are you from?
1: I'm from uh, Paris, Missouri, a little town with about 900 people in it. And uh, it's up in the northeast part of the state. I uh, grew up there. Most of my family's from there. And uh, yeah, started filming hunts and running around outside when I was very small. I got involved in hunting and fishing when I was real young. And then me and my cousin started uh, running around with a video camera when we were like 11 years old and sort of just progressed as a hobby from there. Um, I decided at a very young age that that's kind of what I wanted to do. So I just spent most of my free time trying to perfect that and get better at it. And eventually, You know, started working some part-time gigs once I got into college um, for various different companies in the hunting industry, and uh, yeah, just kind of grew from there, and this last year, decided to start my own business with Zach Farinbaugh and Greg Clements in the hunting public, and we also uh, own our mother company called the Woods Guys, Inc., and that's our production business. Got it. That's the one where we where we do custom video photo work and our consulting business there um, is housed under that name as well. So the three of us all own both of those. And, uh, yeah, it's been a fun ride. We just started last September and, uh, yeah, things have been pretty crazy ever since.
0: Yeah, it looks like you guys really – I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you got on my radar on probably all of the fronts that you're on. I think I I saw you guys on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube – and then caught some podcast stuff. I know you guys had uh, mentioned you talked with uh, Dan Infault and, and Jeff recently, but you, you know you've talked to them before, and you know the, those guys are great. So any friend of them is a friend of mine, the way I see it.
1: Oh yeah, those are good dudes. We learned a lot from from the Hunting Beast uh, yeah. group over the years.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I have a, so I got to back up just a second here because so I'm 32. You said you're 31, and you've been carrying a camera around in the woods since you were 11 and so if we do some dating here that puts us in like 96 97 and cameras back then um were huge were you running around the woods with one of those big huge like VHS cam camera recorders camcorders no no
1: we were running around the woods with one of those super cheap um you know home video cameras
0: all right so they weren't as and big eventually that's right okay
1: no but we we were definitely um, we definitely graduated up to that. And uh, I think when I was 15, I saved up enough money and my dad helped me buy like a $1,000 semi-professional camera. This big one, that's it's a larger like shoulder mount camera. And I think it's still sitting at his house, probably in storage somewhere. Dude, and they're but, so, they uh, were
0: so expensive back then too. Like it was hard to get a camera for that reason. That's why not that many people even did this stuff.
1: Oh yeah, the beta cams and whatnot, they were super expensive, you know, the right. great big broadcast camera that you were essentially, you know, hauling around the woods.
0: Yeah. Um, so you're going to spend a thousand bucks to go take this thing into the woods with you where it's going to be exposed to the elements, the rain, the, you know, you could trip the ball and break it. It's like, man, that's nuts. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. It was quite a, quite the ordeal to start, but I actually bought a pretty, dirty tripod back then that was that was somewhat lightweight it was it was actually kind of too small for the cameras we were running back then but we we still have that tripod we filmed a bunch of turkey <laughs> hunts with it this spring nice um with all of our video cameras you know now our much smaller video cameras now but i've had that tripod for 20 years
0: i'd love to see you post a picture of that thing to your social channel so i can see it since it's that old yep. it's, it's been Around, because a throwback Thursday right there, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I've got new camo, newer camo tape on. And I put newer tape on the legs about um, probably a decade ago. Wow. But the stuff that's underneath that, I'm sure, is just white by now.
0: <laughs> that's but, cool, man. That's a that's a pretty neat thing, you know, to carry that around that long.
1: Yep. That's what I started doing was filming turkey hunts, and then started getting into deer hunts. Went on some Western trips, and
0: yeah. So as a, there. as a guy that got to work in the industry, so to speak, um, you probably got to get exposed to some really, you know, really talented hunters or experienced hunters. And you said you got to go out West. Um, do you have a, do you have a favorite state that you've hunted so far? If if you had oh, to put your finger on it and like, really just kind of think about like, what is it, what is it that you loved about a certain experience or, or what have you, if you could pick one or two. I
1: love whitetail, whitetail and turkey hunting in Iowa, Missouri, um, you know, when I've I've hunted turkeys in twenty some states, probably upwards of thirty by right now. But the uh, one of the most favorite experiences I've had was out west elk hunting. You know, when they're bugling in Arizona, and I uh, I've actually been out there um, out west in New Mexico and Arizona five times now, and oh, cool. uh, a couple times hunting for myself and. Probably the most memorable trip I had was with myself, my friend Michael, and my buddy Drew. We all went out there a few years ago. I drew a tag, and they went with me, and uh, yeah, we we hunted Arizona in the early archery season, and it was pretty amazing. I, How'd you do I'd doing? say that one's going to be hard to top. I got a bull on the ninth day. Or I should say we got a bull, because it wasn't just me. Michael and Drew were running yeah. um, with me the whole time, so.
0: And you probably, I mean, you gotta be pretty fit to be doing that kind of stuff too. You gotta be in good shape, I have to imagine. Yeah,
1: it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It, in Arizona, it's it's flatter, um, more arid country. It gets really hot. You got to deal with snakes and whatnot, and uh, but it's not too bad, like elevation wise.
0: All right. Any, um, any I mean, crazy stories kick... with like snakes or scorpions or um, anything weird like that? Nothing. That no one got bit. Or... I mean,
1: I've, I've ran into a bunch of rattlesnakes out there um while elk hunting but uh nothing too crazy you know other than one time i was following along with chris parrish uh filming him in new mexico and we were we were hiking towards some elk and i was was behind him and he just went over the hill so i was like following his boot track boot tracks in the sand and i i went to take a step and i almost stepped on a little prairie rattler that had his mouth open like half open and was getting ready to just bite my foot and I looked down, and Chris's boot boot prints went right over him. Like, he didn't even see that snake. He just walked right over it.
0: Man, that's and one hell of a wake-up call, it. and you're walking. You don't see, ah, you know.
1: Yeah, It'll and he's wearing hiking boots, you know, not snake boots or anything like that. So it wouldn't took much for him to got up there and nab this in the ankle or something. But, yeah, nothing too crazy um, that I can think of. Right off the top of my head, I'm sure there is plenty of them. But, that's it. It's, uh, not, a, it's other, not a
0: bad thing, you know, because you had some big huge story you know it's one of those yeah it's probably okay that no i mean we've had some pretty crazy stuff happen when we were
1: turkey hunting yeah um but uh not out west we we had we were camped in mississippi one time turkey hunting public land actually it was was, uh, about a year ago now and we had uh, a guy a drunk guy show up at our camp at like two in the morning pulled up right outside the tent and just proceeded to lay on the the gas as hard as he could and and, uh, started yelling at us and stuff from outside the truck, you know, telling us, get out of there. And the three of us, uh, me and a couple of my buddies, Zach Ferenbaum and Zach Kersiecki, were in the tent and we were all freaking out a little bit. Like, what are we going to do if this guy gets out of his truck, you know, and comes over here, he apparently isn't too happy with us hunting on, you know, the public land here. But uh, eventually the guy left, and and it was was all good. That was it. He just kind of
0: was a big a, blowhard, and tried to scare you off. And...
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he, feel, his... he, he, he just got on the gas real hard and swung mud right model over the side of the tent and took off.
0: What? That's nuts. That's a pretty yeah. audacious um, move. Oh. If you got three, you guys wanted him. I mean.
1: Yeah, we had our turkey guns in the tent. It's yeah, like, the well, odds are your you're favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, it must yeah, a it, was, uh,
0: it was a wake up call for sure. Holy cow! You're like, did that just happen? Is that did, did did like we all witnessed that right? That was a real thing. Where the hell did he come from?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> what yeah. The heck? You see some strange things camping out in the woods sometimes.
0: How does um so as a Wisconsin guy, how does Wisconsin compare to like Missouri as far as turkey hunting? Now that you've been up here a little bit.
1: Um, there's probably more birds and less hunters in Wisconsin than there is in Missouri and uh the seasons definitely longer um other than that the terrain is the terrain is slightly different but that goes with, with any area you know yeah. I mean, even within the state the terrain varies uh a lot the good thing with with Wisconsin is that the season goes fairly late yep um and if you wish to hunt there you usually can and the the tags are pretty cheap to buy and even for Odyssey, honest, it
0: wasn't that bad for you
1: Oh, yeah, that's the cheapest out-of-state turkey tag that I've ever bought. Um, you know, in, in Wisconsin, uh, well, in, anywhere for that matter, I would prefer to hunt late. I'd either rather hunt the very first couple days of the season or the end of the season. Why do you say
0: that? Because the,
1: the hens are on the nest then, okay. and gobblers that you might not have even heard earlier in the year begin to get more vocal and they travel more, and it's easier for you to call birds in. Um, they have been educated to some degree, but, you know, the, uh, the probability of you getting on a goblin turkey at like 9, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning goes up as the season progresses. Early in the year, they're going to fly down with a bunch of hens, and you're going to think to yourself, well, why in the heck did that bird quit goblin? You know, where did he go? And when in reality he just flew down with hens. Just yeah, like he's got no, he's got another taco
0: now. He's with the, he's with the ladies, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's with them. And the hens are probably gonna take him away from you if you're sitting there calling. You know, Makes more sense. times than not. Well
0: that and that, so, and that I, if you if they're with the hens too, I mean maybe you have a shot at it, but now you got more eyes looking for you or, or that could spot you potentially, which I think would make it a little bit harder too. Yeah. And you so, can
1: definitely get lonely gobblers at any time of the year. Yeah. But uh, I like hunting late um for that reason you got more cover to hide you can get closer and tighter to the birds you can have some pretty crazy hunts late season with with turkeys that are just you know committing suicide trying to get into that call <laughs> and
0: there was a i used to do these things on on this podcast on the word on podcast where i would look at um safety reports or whatever from different states like the dnr would incident reports so um yeah. I think public knowledge that if you go to any state's department you know natural resources website they publish any incidents that happen in the hunting community Um, a lot of them are just people falling out of the tree stands and stuff like that but there was one that I read I forget what state it was it very well could have been Wisconsin but there were there's an incident where one turkey hunter shot another turkey hunter because they fully believed that each other were in fact turkeys and not hunters so one guy yeah that happens a lot dude have you ever had, I mean, it sounds like you hunt turkey more than most people. You've hunted about 30 states for turkey. Have you ever called in other turkey hunters where it was like, oh my God, there's a bird coming and then you realize, shit, this is a stupid, it's oh, hunter." Yeah. How often does yeah, that happen? You need to be,
1: not very often, but I uh, uh, definitely have encountered other hunters, um, you know, in, in a situation that could be somewhat dangerous. And that's why... You know, the, everything that you learn when you're going through hunter safety is so important to yeah. always remember, especially if you're hunting public land. Like, we don't, um, for example, when we when we move around, especially on public land, we don't load our gun. We, we never have our gun loaded when we're turkey hunting until we're set up on a turkey. And then, like you say, even at times, you can have someone else come in on you. Right, But if you're – most of the time, if, if there's a bird closing the gap and he's coming in and he's getting pretty close and he's gobbling, like, you know if it's a turkey or not. Yeah. Uh, you know if you it's a turkey and not, not a person, right? You ought to know. And then once it gets in there, you properly identify your target, take the safety off and make the shot as long as it's safe. But, yeah, there's there's definitely – that risk that happens all the time that's why we don't ever load our guns till we're sat down and we're pointing the barrel at a goblin bird You know.
0: that's good to hear that's man that's, a, that's a big deal especially like you said when you're hunting public land you don't want to be taking chances of injuring anybody or yourself you know for that matter but no I mean if you, if you
1: have a gun that's loaded and you're moving around through the woods and you hear something walking around and you look up and see a flash of black or something like that you're, you're more apt to pull up and shoot if the gun is already loaded
0: right rather than take you know, a second to kind of, okay, what's going on here, you know?
1: Right, right, yeah. Um, I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't load your gun at the truck. A lot of people do that, and yeah. they're perfectly safe and yep. perfectly fine, not just the way that we do it. Um, but, yes, turkey hunting can be extremely dangerous, especially anymore with the use of these um, decoys, you know, that are designed to put in front of you and crawl at birds and stuff. I mean, there's been several accidents happen because of those, and, I think the, like I mentioned, there, I'm not. I'm, we've used them before in the past, and they are effective. But you just have to be so incredibly safety conscious when you're doing that stuff.
0: Well, Is, you know, I can't sick. tell you how many stories I've heard from people that were in hunting, and they're no longer in hunting because they've had bullets whiz past them. You know, and, and at that point, they're like, "I'm done. I'm never going back in the woods again." And it's good to hear yeah. that you're taking some extra precautions simply because we don't need any more people leaving hunting realistically and if anybody's going to get back i mean just hunting public land is one of those things where it's got like this bad connotation and that's one of the pieces of it you know there's there's plenty of reasons why people have disdain towards public land but one of the one of the concerns is that it's not as safe and if more people just practice good safe hunting based on the hunter safety that we've all taken you know hopefully nothing like that happens and it's gonna right like you can't prevent it all but less and less of that kind of stuff going on in the woods
1: yeah i mean to be honest i've had more um safety issues on private ground where people weren't supposed to be that were trespassing
0: you know because
1: that's when you really run into problems is just
0: thinking that really there's on there no one else there yeah
1: right if you're on a piece of land and you think that nobody else is on it and then they come in there thinking that you know well nobody else is here that's why i'm trespassing then you have two Two, hunters, two different groups of hunters in the woods that don't know the other is there. When In most instances on public land, you'll see other hunters at the parking lot, on the road somewhere, or whatever, going well, in.
0: Yeah, or you'll just assume that you know, there really is a chance that someone's going to be in the woods. Right, because, you'll assume <laughs> that
1: there's public. a chance that there's other people. Yeah. That's why when, when you're on private land, that's when many of those accidents happen. I mean, there was an accident like that that happened in Kansas, I believe it was last year or sometime, I could be wrong. But I think there were some guys that were had the decoys in front of their face and were crawling towards a turkey, you know. And they were on private land that they thought no one else had access to, when in fact they did, and the other hunters were there. And I think they got shot.
0: Yeah, it's no good so, for anyone, man. I would hate to get shot. <laughs> like, you know, hopefully they they love to talk about it, you know. But even yeah, still. They, I
1: think they did, but I'm not. Like I said, I'm not positive. I don't remember all of the details exactly, but um point is you just got to be got to be extremely safety conscious when you're out there all the time
0: there's a there's a story that's not mine i you know i can't tell it that great um you know i'd actually like to get the guy that it happened to on here i think i could pull that off maybe but he there's a there's a hunter here in wisconsin that um runs an archery shop um you know outside of like the milwaukee metro area and he was bow hunting for turkey and the story goes that shot a turkey with his bow um yay congrats his brother goes and and, you know walks off says all right man well good you know i gotta go you can drag this thing out of the woods whatever to carry it out and he goes up to the turkey after his brother had left and it gave one final kind of like you know flutter or whatever is still alive and the broadhead when the turkey jumped up penetrated him right in the chest and so now he's got this you know giant turkey attached to an arrow with a broadhead in his chest cavity and uh you know, he snapped the turkey's neck and killed it, whatever. But then he, he couldn't get his phone out. You know, his brother had left him, so he had to walk. Um, finally made it to a residential kind of neighborhood that was nearby. Knocked on someone's back patio door and basically toppled over. And because it was um, a carbon arrow, they couldn't really, when the, when the um, medical medics got there, they couldn't cut the, you know, they got the bird off the arrow or whatever, but they couldn't cut the arrow out. So they had to go into the hospital and finally were able to get that thing, you know, kind of removed. But they said it was pretty close to like, you know, all the main, of course, is like just a little left or just a little right and he would have been dead, you know, and it was one of those really close encounters. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. I couldn't imagine. And I guess the guy, you know, he's got the scar to prove it or whatever, so it's uh, apparently a real story. That's something I never would have considered a million years. That could could have happened to someone.
1: Yeah, that's just wild.
0: So you primarily are you primarily uh, gun hunting turkey or are you are you bow hunting them too?
1: Uh we do bow hunt them on occasion, but we I would say we prefer to gun hunt them. Um, several of us shoot them with bows, and we do have fun bow hunting. Uh, but like I said, for the most part, we sh- we shoot them in the face with a shotgun. <laughs> nice,
0: nice, <laughs> good to go. And then are you um you eating are you eating the turkey too? You had, like a lot of good recipes for them or?
1: Uh, yeah, my buddy is a wild game chef, and he's got a decent amount of, of recipes for him that we've used. But uh, when I'm on a time crunch, I'm actually, when I get off the phone with you, I'm going to cook you for dinner again. <laughs> I've nice. got quite a bit of it I need to get through here in the next few weeks. But I just I just chunk it up into strips and um, tenderize it a little bit with a meat mallet and then put some, some uh, seasoning on it and grill it.
0: They sounds and either make
1: sandwiches out of it or yeah. just eat it
0: as it is. Well, from what I've heard, there's been people that tell me, like, wild turkey is not that great. And I'm like, really? Because, you know. Oh, man. It's, like, it's, I it's, harvest what I awesome. hunt. You know, when I, I've i had venison, I can't tell how many times the last couple. <laughs> My wife's getting sick of it. So... I'm trying, yeah, we, gotta, we gotta get through all this venison you know i'm gonna get some more deer this this season coming up and it'll be here before we know it so burgers on the grill and steaks and tenderloins and you know they got the, the roast i mean i love i love cooking what i hunt, man it's it's my favorite yeah there's no better feeling yeah it really is and it's a feeling of like and even like so my, my parents i'll give them my mom doesn't you know whatever i'll give her some venison and it's a really cool feeling to be like, here's some food that I harvested. You know, I don't know how to explain it. If you're not a hunter, you wouldn't understand what that feels like. But it is one heck of a feeling to be able to provide for even other people and say, here's the, here's some venison or, or turkey or fish or whatever it is you're after.
1: Yeah, and most of the time, people are like, really? This is wild or whatever. This is actually pretty good. You know, most most folks, um, uh, some people that don't that aren't familiar with eating deer or killing deer or whatever. If you tell them it's deer, they'll be like, "Ooh, that's gross." You know. Yeah, they get kind of weird. Then yeah. again, they, they they've never ate it. But then if you prepare it right, you feed it to them, they're like, "Hey, that's actually pretty good."
0: Or you tell them after the fact, and <laughs> they're like, "Wait, what?" That's
1: usually what you have to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like you can't tell the damn difference. You don't know. And sometimes it's a gamey yeah. taste, but it's pretty healthy stuff. So how how is the turkey tour going? Can you tell me about the turkey tour and the idea you had there? How many states you you've covered so far, and you know, kind of where that's going? How is it going? How has it been? Um, it's
1: went really well. We're officially done now. Wisconsin was our last state. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we started in Alabama and I think we hunted twelve states this spring all together. And we just we started in wow. Alabama in early to mid March, around the thirteenth or fourteenth of March, and we just worked our way north until we got to Wisconsin there and just got home. I mean the turkey tour just ended the other day and we basically in that last you know whatever it is 70 some days maybe more than that um we've uh we've hunted just about every single day i, I think it's probably pretty likely that w- at least one of us in the group has been hunting every day throughout that time frame and filming
0: it's a lot of work know, man
1: so you got you yeah got a, it is
0: you got a wife at home or a girlfriend or fiance or anything like that i have a girlfriend yep So she's like. And Greg has a wife and Zach has a girlfriend (laughs) as well. They're just like, all right, we'll see you guys in a couple months.
1: Yeah, we get home, uh, you know, we kind of spread it out. The first leg of the tour is usually the roughest because we're gone from the 13th or 14th of March almost clear. Well, I mean, all the way through Easter. So. We're gone for two weeks there, nonstop hunting in Alabama and Mississippi every single day. But then we come home for a few days, and uh, then we just kind of spread out from there. The whole crew only goes on, like, four trips each spring. But then, like I said, after we get back from that first leg, then we all kind of go to work different ways. Like, Zach went out to Ohio and New York, and uh, Greg and I, and Jake went out to Nebraska, you know, and then I went to Missouri, um, you know, it's, we're just kind of, we get spread out all over the place and then kind of come back together again and then at the end of the year in Wisconsin and Iowa. So while so I... Zach is out hunting in Ohio, for example, I'm home um, for a few days working and visiting a girlfriend and family. Sure. And then, yeah, we just kind of rotate. So that we're not gone for a straight two month period, but it still is pretty rough. Yeah, I mean we're still gone for several weeks on end.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a big that's a big hurdle to get across. I mean, but it's cool because it's your it's your business, right? It's your livelihood. If you don't go do this, I mean, there's other things you could sure. probably do, but this is this is drawn in from what appears to be a lot of attention. You know, you're getting a lot of eyes and ears paying attention, you guys, because we love it. You know, as as hunters, it's great content. I mean, you guys really. It, I don't know you can tell me different and, and I hope that you do, but my perception um of your brand is you guys are documenting rather than creating, if that makes sense. I think you guys are, are documenting your journey and your hunts and I love it. I think it's a really cool way to tell your story.
1: Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. We're really the overarching theme of the hunting public is is kind of just to show people how much fun you can have, honey. Um and especially with your friends or your family or whoever, you know, you want to take out there. You can, you can have fun hunting, and you can do it in a, in a social manner like with other people, or you can do it by yourself, but the main focus is just to enjoy your time out there and not get so wrapped up in, in everything else. Now, again, really, we are pretty serious and hardcore for and tail turkey hunters, but at the end of the day, it's all about having fun and trying to show people that you can have a good experience out in the outdoors. Um, and the best way we, we can do that is just by, you know, relating to them through our many mistakes and occasional successes in the field. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's so, how it is because that's not the reality, you know, of, of, I don't mean to knock on hunting shows per se, but the stuff you watch on TV is not the same stuff you can watch on the Internet. And ultimately the stuff on TV is really the, the, all the quote unquote successes of you know these large yep. bucks, these big birds, and it's always you know every every episode's a kill, kill, kill all the time, and they they probably had a lot of mistakes too, but they're not filming those things, they're not putting that on there, you know, they're right, they're just putting the other stuff on, so the perception to the audience becomes very skewed that that's how a hunt ought to go, and that's just not the reality, and then you miss all that fun yep. stuff.
1: Yeah, we hunted for seven days in Alabama before we killed one. You know, and then we, and then you usually, if we're going into a new area, we're documenting it as you say, like the trip down, where we're camping, how we're scouting it, and it takes us three or four days before we really are getting any good opportunities. And that's turkey hunt, you know. In turkey hunting, you have a lot higher success rate than you do bow hunting whitetails. Yeah. yeah. We do the same thing with deer in the fall. I mean, most of our videos don't have a kill in the, in the fall.
0: Right. Are you doing? Are you guys gonna do? um Kind of like a, a whitetail tour too, or do you say that just yeah, Turkey? Yeah,
1: we sort of, we sort of did one last fall on the channel where we where we chronicled, you know, our public land day one through the end of the year, um, and then uh, we also have some uh, buddies that hunt private ground, you know, on small properties that also submit footage and we show people that, you know, challenges as well, because that's something that's very relatable. Yeah. Um, but this fall, I think we're going to do we're gonna do a devoted um, public land white tail tour
0: cool so you're gonna label that travel. like season um, two right season I don't know. yeah I don't know we did do, we just
1: maybe make all this uh, the uh, public land whitetail tour 2018 cool, cool. Um, I only say there, that because've been a tour in the past
0: yeah well I was gonna say I say that because looking <laughs> through like the youtube channel you know it's like you know day 45 day, so I'm loving it I'm like going going like day 12 to 15 let's I want to go back to the start and like, I want to watch all of it. Right. I want to see the whole kind of story. So I was just thinking if you do like, you know, one next year, if I see day 45 again, is it, I might get confused, but that makes sense right. to what you're saying.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fun producing all that. It's a lot of work, but it's, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. You're not kidding, man. Is that what you guys are doing now? To do it. Are you guys doing all the post stuff? Um, now that you're all back? from from the tour
1: no we do it all on the road while we're hunting
0: no doubt wow so there's really no messing around so you're out there you're hunting all day sun goes down maybe a little break rest clean up whatever and then you're jumping right into post yep
1: yeah, we sit there and edit in camp and mcdonald's parking lots and starbucks or whatever That's and a great then story. Uh, yeah luckily we all know our whole crew me jake brody um Zach and Greg all know how to edit, and the upload process, and we all know how to film. So it's just constant, you know, revolving door of who has the project next.
0: Do you guys you have know, similar. Greg
1: probably does the majority of the editing, but okay. um, we all do pitch in and help.
0: You guys have similar editing styles or flavors?
1: Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that. We we do things kind of different, each one of us, but that's kind of part of the. I guess you could say one of our advantages is that we we don't try to suppress, you know, someone's creativity necessarily. Um, We do have a general direction that uh, we sort of like to follow with the content. But, you know, if if there's twists and turns along the way, we don't try to take that out, especially if it's authentic.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you're doing it for the right reasons. Trying to show people you can have fun outdoors, I think, is a big deal. You know, there's a lot of different...
1: Well, we're getting a lot of new people, a lot of new hunters. Uh, that's the beauty of YouTube is that it's such a giant um, demographic that they cover. You know, millions and millions and millions of people use YouTube. So <clears throat> if you if you have some content that's getting viewed that becomes relevant, it, it, it becomes exposed to a lot of people that don't hunt, which should tell anybody that's producing hunting videos that your responsibility is even greater now than before when you did TV on an exclusive hunting channel per se. You know, now it's on, it, it's essentially on the main channel on YouTube, right? So yep. anybody can find this stuff. So when, that's my, I guess my overarching point there is that we have to become experts at communicating to everyone, not just hunters. We have to become experts at communicating to all those people who may come across our videos on YouTube that are not familiar with honey. A and
0: good if call. they see
1: us having having fun and really trying to, to do things the right way, then we're going to portray it in a better light, and I think it'll help have a brighter future.
0: That's a good so, perspective. I mean, it's funny, actually, I had in here one of my notes was to kind of cover your mission and vision. I think you kind of just did.
1: Yeah, that's, cool. that's sort of it.
0: You have to come back and listen to this episode when you guys actually make like a formal one. You got it right there. You just said it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I have a formal one laying around somewhere. Yeah. Plan, but that's kind of that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like I like it a lot. And you know, you're right. YouTube's the second largest search engine in the world, only to Google, and it's also owned by Google. So, you know, right. It's pretty. It's a pretty good spot to be. And the videos are great. Yeah. I, I just think. There was the one the one of them um, that I was watching before we connected was uh, that, that buck in, I believe it was Missouri, where it had jumped across the creek with, like, this giant branch in its in its antlers. Yeah. That had my heart going, man. Like, that, that's the kind of stuff that I just love seeing when you're out there, whether you get it or not. Like, that's a cool experience to be able to witness that. And that was a monster. Yeah, we
1: almost uh, killed that sucker the next night. Yeah. Got really close to him, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we try to show it all, you know, whatever happens, warts and all.
0: Yeah, because sure. that's the reality of it. That's just, that, that's the stuff I like. So you guys are, you guys are awesome, man. I, I really like what you're doing a whole lot. I hope you guys continue to do and have a lot of success doing so. Um, are it, you guys, are you guys going to be launching, like, a, a formal website in the near future, or just kind of continue Yeah,
1: to... we've already, we've already got it built. My friend Jason is a web designer, and he's pretty much got it built. Um, we just need to we've been gone so much the last two months yeah. with the turkey tour that we just haven't had time to sit down and hammer out all the details So, but that'll be up very soon probably within the next month it'll be going live
0: well that's exciting we'll have to keep an eye out for that um, I'm assuming I mean if you have the website in production just because this podcast will live on forever right um, and someone might hear it you know tomorrow or, or what have you but someone might hear it a month from now and be introduced to your brand that way um do you have a domain name for that already? Yep, thehuntingpublic.com. dot com. Boom, there it is. Perfect. That's awesome. Yep. So when you hear this we'll podcast, we'll have apparel
1: on there and everything yeah. else and other types of content when it does launch.
0: So good to go. Super cool. Well you said you wanted to um get to cooking some dinner when you're done with me on the on the podcast here, so I don't want to keep you from that. You know, we we'll, yeah, we'll, no rush. <laughs> um I don't know that I had you know too much more really i just want to get to know you guys and, and open up the the door for conversation for you know this podcast or future ones i wouldn't mind talking all through you guys at once or whatever i know like you know instagram's got that cool feature where if you're both live you can you can hook in people that way um it'll be a fun thing to try out sometime too just get in front of people sure. but I, I appreciate you taking time you know to to, to shoot the breeze today and, and talk a little bit about hunting and hunting public land you guys are you guys are doing cool things i excited to see where you go. I, I wonder actually so I'm rambling a little bit but um, you know, because you're doing this documentation or the documenting of your hunts, when you when you gear up to do the, the, um, the whitetail tour this fall, when you hunt other states, you know that's one thing where it's really hard I think for like, I don't know, for whatever reason I have trepidation with getting out of my comfort zone of a Wisconsin and B trying to figure out how to um, go somewhere where I've never been. You know, so do you guys do you guys find that you lean on people that might be from the area? Obviously you're probably doing a bunch of internet scouting, but I think that'd be a cool thing if you haven't already, and I apologize if you have, to to document and kind of showcase a bit a little bit of that process from the very, very get go.
1: Yeah, we have to a certain degree, but plan to to definitely beef that up more this fall. Because we do all the above, like you just said. Yep. Um and we try to We try not to prolong these trips too long for turkeys or for deer because then it becomes unrealistic. You know, nobody has uh, three weeks to a month to go somewhere and and deer hunt. Uh, They usually have a week to go somewhere or possibly two. So we're going to try to, you know, base it down into those types of increments per state. Like, for example, we're going to go and archery hunt down in Alabama for deer. Um, At least I'm 90% sure we are. Yep. and that will probably be a seven to ten day trip um, when we go down there to bow hunt so yeah we'll be doing we'll be doing lots of uh, cyber scouting and and making phone calls for locals in the area um, a lot of times if you just go you know visit with other hunters that are hunting the area that may be from that location you're not asking necessarily for their spots but if you're going to a place like alabama that we're not familiar with at all you can ask them general questions just like where do you find the deer at right now what what kind of food sources are they eating? where do you you know where do you really start or whatnot where's the most Um, pressure
0: or the least from you know public land is like man i've said this i mean people that hear me talk must get sick of me saying the same stuff but half the battle really is getting away from other hunters you know so where's the pressure I and mean, like, is there one part of the state that sees more or less than, you know, other parts of the state, et cetera.
1: And you'll know, and you'll know that, uh, that, uh, looking for pressure like that is very similar across the board. Like if, if for, you're looking for boot tracks, you're looking for tire tracks somewhere, you're looking for other hunters, places where there's no hunters. Most of the time there's going to be bucks and, even in, and we've already found that to be true on, on a lot of our other, you know, past out of state trips. So a lot of those same skills, for example, that you would learn in Wisconsin on public land, you could use in Florida on public land.
0: Sure. You it's know, all, yeah. as far
1: as, as far as identifying pressure and, and that definitely benefits you across the board, but
0: it's we're
1: looking forward to it this fall. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of work, but, uh, it'd be a lot of fun taking people along and, uh, letting them watch us get our asses kicked
0: <laughs> <laughs> well hey man i mean depending on where you guys end up or how dispersed you get if you plan on uh coming to wisconsin um you know i i've opened my doors to other people that want to visit you know through the podcasting and hunting community um you know i'm not shy for that reason at all it's always an opportunity to record another episode or, and shoot the breeze and, and get to know each other but additionally like you know i i do know a, a few Pretty decent public land hunting spots in the in the general area in southeastern Wisconsin and um, southwestern Wisconsin as well, and also northern Wisconsin. So, you know, if you guys ever need some, some good tips, advice, or, or spots, or you know, I wouldn't say I'm a guide. I'm not that person at all. But if you wanted just someone that has a little bit of experience living in the area, um, you know, I'd be happy to to I don't know give you guys some good information and intel and and help you out with some success, hopefully
1: awesome well we appreciate that wisconsin's definitely on our radar for this fall it's uh i'm going to be planning that whole uh fall and next spring in the next month so i'll know more then but yeah that's that'd be awesome thanks a lot
0: questions feel free to reach out i mean you know we're we're all hunters man we're all in it together and it's not you know want to help each other out that's just uh i'm a big proponent of not not being that guy that says that's my spot you can't hunt that it's public land but it's mine and I couldn't disagree with that sentiment more. So happy to share any knowledge that I have. And then I think I probably pissed some other people off in the community for that for that reason, but it is what it is. It's like yeah. living in, a, in an apartment and complaining about your neighbors. Well, you can go buy a house, you know, you can go, you can go get private land. Maybe you can't because you can't afford it, but you can make some life choices to get there or figure out how to lease it or hunt some, uh, you know, conservancy properties or things like that. There's ways to get off of public land if you really wanted to right yep well cool i hope you have a great evening with uh, you know having a having some turkey that you hunted and uh you know hopefully we'll, we'll stay in touch here
1: all right sounds good appreciate you having me on
0: absolutely all right so i have to just state that um I am very grateful for every guest that I have, that I've ever had, and that I will have. I understand it's a it's a time commitment. Um, you're giving up time in the woods, time with your family, time you know from work, whatever it looks like or is. Um, I appreciate every guest that I've had on the Where to Hunt podcast, and I really appreciate Aaron taking time to shoot the breeze with me and, and talk about public land hunting, something that's so near and dear to my heart. And uh, you know, it's just. It's a great thing to be able to add value to you all, the listeners, whoever you are out there that that made it this far into the episode. I appreciate you all as well, or I wouldn't be doing this. Um, So just big thanks to the guests and thanks to the listeners. I just want to say I appreciate everyone that that takes time out of their day to listen. And um, my tip of the week, they're cheesy, so forgive me, but this week it's just get outside. And uh, you know, go recreate on some public land. I know it's not hunting season per se. It's the middle of summer. I'm from Wisconsin. People that listen may be from elsewhere, but I'm sure your state has some public property. And uh, for whatever it's worth, go um, hunting for some morel mushrooms or um, grab some binoculars and go bird watching. Um, whatever it is, you know, you can go fly fishing or you know, stream fishing. I actually went out last weekend and um, caught a bunch of smallmouth and some rock bass and. Couple walleye, and it was just in a stream locally that was really close to my house, and just waded up the stream, and and didn't catch anything, you know, huge or anything like that at all. But it was just great to get outdoors. And uh, if you're a hunter, if you're listening to this, I'm I'm sure you are, but uh, you know, just get get outside. And and I know most of us that listen to this or, or engage in hunting, any sort of game you know, we're, we're meant to be outside. We're at our best when we're outside, or it helps us get to our best. For me, it's getting back to neutral. Anytime I spend outdoors, recharges the batteries and I'm able to get at everything else in life that much better, whether it's time with my family, um, performing at work doing this podcast, whatever that looks like. If I don't get outside, I don't shine elsewhere. So tip of the week is get outside and I'll just leave it at that. So thanks again for listening. Um, You know, if you are a public land hunter and you listen to this podcast, like I say all the time, it really does mean a lot to me. If you do listen and I appreciate any feedback or ratings you give on iTunes, I also appreciate anybody that downloads and uses the Where to Hunt app and uh, continues to support that as well. So thanks so much. Enjoy your day. Get outside. And when you can, hunt public.